0: Welcome to No Ordinary Ordinary Women, Women, the podcast where two ordinary broads talk about extraordinary women, the good, the bad, and And the the bad bad shit crazy. Hey, Rose. Hey, Lynn. How are you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Sex Talk Radio. Sex
0: Talk Radio. Call us now at 900- one, two, three, four, B-L-O-W. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're going to get a lot of calls. Uh,
0: well, that's probably a real number. <laughs> um. So how's your week been, Rose? Oh, Jesus, that drink's heavy. It's
1: been pretty good. You know, Christmas is like...
0: Christmas is coming. The away. goose is getting fat. It's nine Cheers. days away. Cheers. Cheers. Can you drink? Can you lift that up? I made the drinks very um, big tonight. That's what she said. That's what she said. Um, so, in our pretty cups that John gave us, I made a cocktail with. I we're having um, pizza because we're doing two recordings today, so we're having or we're having calzones. Calzone. So I wanted to make something that wasn't like heavy. Um, and I didn't want to drink bourbon because that makes me a little sloppy. And if we're doing two episodes, I'm going to be slurring by the end of the episode. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was so, worried about that. I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. And I also have
0: to drive home, so I don't want to do that. So I made a vodka drink. So it was ki- it's kind of like, um, I guess, kind of like a Cosmo a little bit. It's just vodka. And I muddled lemon, lime, and orange. And then I put vodka, Cointreau, and a little bit of simple syrup and shook it in the shakey, shakey, shake. And then poured it in our glasses with a little bit of club soda.
1: It's good. It's very light. It's, it's nice. It's, like, a, it's we like can a, sip on it for a long time. Yeah, and it's a good summer We're drink. not going to get drunk?
0: Yeah, it's. A, I feel like it's be good it's, for the pool.
1: Uh, like thirty four degrees outside and raining.
0: Oh my god, the grossest day.
1: It's so gross.
0: Yeah, it's been. A, it's been a week. I'm. I'm ready to. I'm ready to take a week off and. Do you relax. have next week off? I don't have next week off, but I think when is Christmas? It's next Sunday. It's Sunday. So I think we're off on Friday and I think we work a half a day. Oh, no. We're off on, I
1: can't remember.
0: We're off on like Friday. And Monday probably, right? Well, we're usually off for Christmas Eve. So we might be off Thursday and Friday.
1: Oh, that would be nice.
0: And if that's the case, then we only work a half a day on Wednesday. Wow. I need to look at the calendar.
1: Um, I took the whole, whole, all of next week off. So I'm oh. off from this Saturday until next Tuesday. I go back to work. Ten days.
0: That's nice. Yeah,
1: I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I can't.
0: Well, we're off the week between Christmas and New Year's. Oh, are you? Yeah. So that's kind of nice. Um, that's th- our, my company's never done that before. Last year was the first time they did it, and it was because our. Um, one of the, one of the really big things that my company does used to fall on right around Christmas, and everything changed after the pandemic. So um, now it's it's changed the whole timing of everything so now we're not doing i don't have to be there to like process oh, awesome. paperwork and stuff oh, yeah, yeah. Cause i
1: remember you used to have to work oh yeah like week. we had to
0: work the whole weekend after christmas i think it was like a 26 yeah, i had to go in and really run scooping. a project yeah i was like i don't like this but yeah that's all changed so the company shuts down that week which is super cool that's awesome and our ceo said everybody um keep looking out for a small gift from me or from us or the company or whatever. And I'm like, oh, please
1: let it be money. Please <laughs> let it be money. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like a magnet. <laughs> no, I know,
0: right? Right? You know, like ex- exactly. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if they're mailing stuff to everybody or if um we got paid this week, so it wouldn't be in our paycheck because we just got paid. She would she, the announcement came out today. Oh. So her little her little announcement included me and Penelope. Oh,
1: so. Cute. Ah, it
0: was and, and my colleague and my boss, so it was kind of cool. So,
1: I went yeah. to um, Chris's work party on Tuesday. Oh, how I was that? Got a little drunk. Oh, did you? Yeah, we were having loose goose martini. Oh God, what's that? I don't know. It has gray goose in it and pink lemonade and a splash of lemonade. Pink lemonade and a splash of lemonade. No, what? I'm sorry. Pink grapefruit juice. Ew. No, I don't know. It was good. They.
0: I don't like grapefruit juice. They were
1: really good. I enjoyed them. Martinis,
0: as you know, go down very fast. Yes. And, and very. They didn't
1: have like a big selection of food. So I got. I don't understand that. Drunk I mean, really we... quickly. I only had three drinks, but I was like, ooh.
0: We always have so much food. It's ridiculous at ours. Like, I mean, I don't even understand. Like, there's so much food. Well, there was. <laughs> <laughs> when you <had laughs> Until party. they changed it. Um, but yeah, the amount of food was at ours has always been like ridiculous. I can't even imagine running out of food.
1: No, well, they that's didn't my run restaurant out of food. That's not what happened. They just the uh, oh, they selection, a selection they oh, order. Right. Yeah. yeah, So there was like a bowl of salad, shrimp cocktail, a bowl of salad, and salad, Ugh. like roast beef sliders.
0: See, I could have eaten my
1: weight in those. I love some sliders. Just pop those things right in your mouth. Boom, they're gone. I know they were really good, but roast beef is like heavy. Like I don't know. I only ate one slider, a tiny bit of salad, and a brownie. Why would you? And eat? then I had three martinis. Who eats salad
0: when they're drinking? You need good solid like bar food. I know. Well, the, the selection was limited. Okay. All right. I guess if you so, say so.
1: After three martinis, I was like, "Woo!" I wasn't like falling down drunk, but I was drunker than I've been in a long time. Nice. But it was fun. We had a good time. Let's have a good time, girl. Yeah, his his co-workers are fun, so.
0: Everybody could go up to you and be like,
1: I just love your husband. Yeah, some people.
0: (laughs) Other ones are like, oh, you're married to him, are you?
1: (laughs) Oh, Chris.
0: Yeah, I still think if he would have brought me, he probably would have had more fun, but I'm just saying.
1: Well, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But then he'd have to go to work the next day and he'd be like, oh, my God.
0: Yeah. And they'd be like, "Who are you?" And I think it'd be fun to kind of like start some shit at the, at the <laughs> yeah. office,
1: like, "What, what, what, what is going on?" Uh, we should have gone oh, when I he's was like just, pregnant. He's my, <laughs> he's my cousin. <laughs> 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 and keep holding his hand or something. <laughs> oh my god, Chris would die. He, he would, would totally <laughs> die.
0: Uh, that would be really fun to okay. do because it would make him very uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't do that to all men. Just men I love. Yeah. I like to make them uncomfortable.
1: She does it to all men. Yeah. I can't find my mouse. Oh, there it is. <laughs> is, it, <laughs> is it with your gerbil? <laughs> 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 oh, boy.
0: <laughs> She's cracking up. Uh, I killed myself. Got him, buddy. <laughs> Woo. Ha. All right. Yeehaw. Woo. Ha. That's enough of you. I'm still looking for my calendar. Are
1: you ready? I'm going to start my story. Are you excited? I am. Well, I have a sip of my cocktail. <laughs> Lynn thinks she's on a porn tonight.
0: Yeah. Someone's got to earn some money because our damn fans aren't sharing our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Go ahead, Rose. You go first. Tell us, who are you talking about today? Ro- wait, before you do, I'm going to tell you what I'm off on Christmas. Oh, okay. So we're closed. Can't wait. Friday for Christmas Eve and Monday. Monday for Christmas Day, but we're already closed Monday. What? It, Christmas is on a Monday.
1: It's on Sunday.
0: Why does it say Monday?
1: Because you get the Monday after Christmas off. That's your No, Christmas. it says
0: day of the week, the holiday, Christmas. It's a Friday.
1: I'm pretty sure Christmas is Sunday.
0: December 25th, Monday. Am what? I looking at the wrong year? No. Oh, this is 2000, 2020. This isn't 2022.
1: I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's Sunday. Because I was telling everyone that it was Monday for like four weeks, and then I was like, oh wait, it's actually Sunday. I was like, what
0: is this? What is going on? Here we go. Alright. I know everyone's like dying to know. I know. Everyone's Everyone's just... like, oh my god, enter your seats. Hold on, everybody. Okay, so December 20... 20- okay, they did it opposite this year. Like last... This year, they have the holiday on the right, and next year, the holiday's on the left. It's way too confusing. I'm going to have to talk to Megan about this. What do you She's mean? She's an HR. The way they list it in the chart. Okay. Um, so, Christmas, we're for Christmas Eve, we're closed on Friday the 23rd. And Christmas Day, observed, is Monday the 26th, but we're already closed that day. So, they really should have given us Thursday and Friday. Yeah. I'm just going to be greedy. But, since we're closed on Friday... Two asterisks mean uh, we close on noon on Thursday, so that's not bad, so I only have to work, and then what I'll do is I'll work like I'll put in I'm taking off Monday, but I'll put in a bunch of hours on Tuesday so I can take off earlier on Thursday. I'd like to get up real early like at seven o'clock, six thirty and work until However, late I need to and, and get those hours in early in the week. Oh. So I can be like at Friday, oh, look, oh, I'm at my 40 hours. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I did that last Friday. I went to log in to check how many hours I had to work because I knew I had worked some extra hours. And I logged in. I'm like, I'm at 42 hours. Oh, what wow. am I doing? <laughs> yeah. And I can't get overtime. So I was like, see you guys later. Bye.
1: I usually work like 30 hours a week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
1: God, Rose. No.
0: I write it down too, so nobody can doubt me. I log that stuff. I put it in my time card. The time in, time out. If I leave for half an hour, I take it out. I'm very. Do you really? I don't mess around. I don't want to be nobody accusing me of padding my time card.
1: I just work at home because I don't work. No, I do work, but liar. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) I have to leave. Like I have three kids, so I'm you know have to leave often and do shit. My boss is very cool about it, so I work at home when I need to. If I have stuff to be done, you well, know? it's nice that you have a boss that will let you do that. Yeah. She's
0: awesome. All right. Tell us, about your, tell us about your badass lady girl. do you don't want to tell us any more about your calendar? No, I'm not. I'm yeah. sorry, everybody. You can take all that out, Rose, if you want. So, so is your lady badass or ass bad?
1: Okay. So I decided, so this episode's going to come out next week on the 22nd. Yeah. And when we decided to do our episodes like this, I was like, oh, I'm going to do like a Christmas episode.
0: I tried to do that too. God, would that be funny if we picked the same and
1: person? And we didn't because we talked about it, right? Yeah, we told each other, like...
0: Okay, I think so. I think we did. (laughs) No, because I ended up not doing The Christmas Person. That's right. Okay. Because it was... Yeah, okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to start talking. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That would be good. Well, we we, we should do that, like two different versions.
0: Mine would always be better, but whatever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, I was like, oh, I'm going to do someone Christmassy, like a good person, you know?
0: What's her name, Noelle?
1: Yeah, Santa Claus. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Claus, female Santa Claus, she slit that motherfucker's throat right open. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I was gonna do I, like heard I actually like heard something on the radio and was like, oh, I'm gonna do that person. Like they were talking about this person. And so, thinking that it was like, oh, this person who's like, so you know, given to charity and just amazing and. And then I got into it, and I'm like, okay, well, she wasn't so amazing. <laughs> oh no, it took a turn once I started diving in.
0: That's good. I like those. Yeah. Though. So
1: then I got really into it because I yeah. was kind of bored at first. I'm like, oh, it's like, kind of boring. And no, then... I love when they take. That's when I was doing
0: Georgie White, and she took that turn. I was oh, like, oh what? right, yeah. Like I was like, oh my god. Then I got really into it. That makes me super excited about doing them. It's still my favorite episode, but maybe this yeah, was that my was favorite a good one. one. If you don't have to say the word hearth,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's hearth. <laughs> hearth, hearth. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Rose. All right, I'll never put that in my story again.
0: Oh my god, and I'll laugh about it for the rest of my life. I
1: still have to think about it when I was telling Chris. I'm like, okay, I spelled it. It's spelled hearth. So, but Lynn said it's H A. So it's hearth. <laughs> Wouldn't hearth
0: be H E R T H? Because her H E R. It'd be H-E-R-T-H, not H-E-A-R-T-H. How do you spell hearth? H-E-A-R-S-E?
1: So hearth would be the same, right?
0: No, I don't like, I like my explanation better.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mine makes sense. Yours doesn't. Shut up. (laughs) If you want to spell hearth, it would be H-A-R-T-H.
0: How about if you just say fireplace?
1: (laughs) Well, next time I will. Okay. All right. Agnes. Ganza Bojaksu. Bojakshu. That's a I'm cool sure I'm name. fucking that up. But I did, I did look at the pronunciation. Was born on August 26, 1910 in Skopje, which is the current capital of the Republic of Macedonia. Wow. Her, oh my gosh, just, okay, I made some edits earlier and they're not in here. <gasps> that happened to me a couple weeks ago and it was stressing me out. Luckily it was like only two things and uh-huh. I just noticed that one's not in there. I don't know why it does that.
0: No, I that I like yeah, that happened to me a couple weeks ago and I was so stressed out. I was like, what is going on? Oh.
1: Yeah. If my story sucks, that's why. <laughs> okay. We'll blame it on Chris. <laughs> Damn it, Chris. <laughs> right. Her parents, Nicola and Draina Bojakshu, were of Albanian descent and her father was an entrepreneur who worked as a construction contractor. And a trader of medicines and other goods. He works hard for the money. <laughs> so he, he was like a jack of all trades. They were a very religious Catholic family. Like, oh, like me. Very, very religious. Yes. Just like, like you. This woman actually reminds me a lot of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so scared. <laughs> because she was so religious. <laughs> um, Her father was really involved in the local church and in city politics. So when she was just eight years old, um, her father got sick and died. And there was no known cause of death, but a lot of people think that his political enemies poisoned him. Oh, no. But it was never, like, determined, you know? So who knows if that's true. Um, her mother, Draena was very giving and helped, like, in the community a lot. Um, she instilled a deep commitment to charity in Agnes. And um, when Nicola died, her father, Agnes and her mother became, like, really, really close because mm-hmm. it was just the two of them. And Drina really taught Agnes a lot about like helping the poor and, you know, about giving and all that. So Drina had like an extended open invitation to all the city's destitute to dine with them whenever they wanted. So like anyone could come over and just eat at their house anytime. Oh, that's If they so couldn't nice. afford money. Um, which is funny because I was like, how was she supporting herself? Because the, the father had died.
0: Maybe there was like some, what year was this?
1: 1919 oh. was when oh, he died. Oh, 1919. But maybe there was like some kind of
0: insurance or something. Maybe.
1: I don't know. So Drina had told um, Agnes, my child, never eat a single mouthful unless you are sharing it with others, which is just kind of how she lived her life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She she kind of instilled that in her daughter. So Agnes attended a um, primary school run by nuns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what that's like, right?
0: Yeah. Actually, when I, I went to Catholic school and, and the only nun if I remember correctly, was the principal. And she was the nicest person. Oh, really? Yeah. My teacher, I had like, well, I wouldn't say the nicest. My second grade teacher was awesome. But my third grade were teacher was, that was horrendous. Really? She used to pull my hair and like pull my ears and my cheeks. And like there was a boy in my class that I definitely, like I didn't know this back then, but he was definitely autistic. No doubt in my mind. Yeah, right. But there was nobody like that then. I mean, yeah. it was very rare to see kids like that back just then. acting up. It was like really slow to get get things and stuff like that and he would have like meltdowns just very very much on the spectrum nowadays yeah and she would grab his hair and pull his hair and pull chunks of hair I mean
1: these are the kind of it
0: was so sad and he and I always got we always got like the shit kicked out of us by her my mom finally went in there and she's like don't ever fucking touch my daughter again I wouldn't let my mom put my hair in pigtails because she'd always yank me around the room by my pigtails oh
1: my god yeah
0: this is what's wrong with me everybody
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Just, <laughs> Could you imagine somebody doing that now? All the dots have just connected. Yes, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I know what's wrong with Lynn. Yeah, it was pretty traumatic. So, their congregation made an annual pilgrimage to the Church of the Black Madonna in Let Letness. Huh? Um, I don't know where that is. Do you?
0: No, I haven't been right. there.
1: <laughs> and on the trip when she was 12 years old is when she like felt a calling to religious life. Mm. And six years later, when she was 18, she decided to become a nun oh. and mm. moved to Ireland to join the Sisters of Loreto in Dublin. And it was there that she took the name Sister Mary Teresa after St. Therese of Lis-, Lis... I don't know, something. Wait, what is it? L- L-I-S-I-E-U-X.
0: Lussex? I oh, don't know. Luce. I don't know. I don't know. Luce. I don't think in Ireland they I think they pronounce the X's. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. No, none that I knew of. (laughs) No saint that I studied. Yeah, I mean, I yeah.
1: So she taught at St. Mary's High School for Girls um, and was dedicated to, like, teaching the poorest Bengali families. She wanted to teach the girls how to come out of pro- poverty, like, give mm-hmm. them education so that they could they wouldn't be poor.
0: They wouldn't repeat the cycle. Yes, exactly. Yeah.
1: So on May 24th, 1937, she took her final professional vows to a life of poverty, chastity, and obedience. As was custom for Laredo nuns, she took on the title of mother upon making her final vows and thus become known as Mother mm-hmm. Teresa. <gasps>
0: Oh Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa. You know, it's so funny. I thought about doing her a couple of times. Well, I thought about writing a story about her a couple of times. <laughs> you gonna do her? And yes, yeah, she's pretty cool.
1: You think? <laughs> uh oh. So she's very problematic. Oh really? What you'll find out. Yeah. Oh my god. Do I know, out. that's why I was like, Oh, I mean what's what could be a better story than Mother Teresa? Apparently, uh, I don't that's know a good
0: Christmas story. Rose, I, know. I was looking for Christmas killers.
1: <laughs> that's so funny. I found
0: a story about a woman who uh, a friend of hers got. Um, she like let this woman live with her because she felt sorry for her, and the woman killed her and hid her body under presents oh under the Christmas tree.
1: <laughs> so we have two different takes on Christmas here. <laughs> yeah, and I was like. It wasn't the story was so short that's though, so like funny. I couldn't
0: find a lot of stuff, and so I was like, oh, I can't do this." I one. clearly
1: think of like charity and giving and lending things so serially. <laughs> i was just like, "Who got
0: killed?" Then I was like
1: John Bonet when I was like looking, oh, at, and I was yeah. like, "No, I don't want to do that." That's, yeah, that's no. been overdone. No, I don't want to do that. So, no, we don't
0: need anyway, to go that. ahead. That's so cool.
1: Yeah. So on, so this is the story that um, I heard on the radio. So on. September 10th, 1946, she experienced a second calling, the call within the call, that would forever transform her life. So she was on a train and she says that Christ spoke to her and told her to abandon teaching to work in the slums of of Calcutta, Hmm. aiding the city's poorest and sickest people. So that's what I heard on the radio. It's like the Lord spoke to me that day.
0: The Lord spoke to you? And told me to
1: do Mother Teresa.
0: <laughs> it's, it's just like, um, I just finished watching a movie, and they, the girl talks about that. Oh, the really? The Lord her. <laughs> I'll tell you about it later. It's pretty funny. Um, the Feldermans or something. It's they, a really cute movie. It was
1: some kind of like trivia, I, th- I think. You know that that radio station that does trivia on the movie? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think
1: it was that, and they were talking about that for some reason. Um, And I was like, oh, that would be an awesome person to do. Yeah. So... Because she had to take a vow of obedience, she couldn't just leave her covenant and go. Oh. you know, stop teaching and go aid the poor. I wonder if
0: nuns still take vows of obedience. Like women's I bet don't, they do. women don't. Women don't do that anymore. Like in your vow, like in your wedding vows, it oh, used to yeah. be obey, and they've taken well, that do. out. It's if anybody's going to obey, it's going to be him to obey me, not that's me to what, obey yeah, him. That's
1: what Chris's vow said, "I will obey you."
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Uh, Chris, text me after you listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear your take on this.
1: (laughs) So, she had to lobby for a year and a half before they finally approved her to leave. A year and a half.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And so... Um, in August of 18, 1948 she finally left the convent and she had six she went and took six space six months of basic medical training and then went to the Calcutta st- slums with like no plan she just wanted to go un- help, go and help what she called the unwanted the unloved and the uncared for so okay. she just I don't even know if she had, like, a place to stay. I guess she stayed at a church or something. But Oh, yeah, and they probably had convents or some yeah, sort I'm of, sure. like... So, when she got there, she um, began an open-air school and established a home for the dying destitute in a oh. dilapidated building, and she convinced the city's government to donate to her cause. So, you know what open-air schools were? They're basically schools that were outside or, yeah. like, in... Just, like, under a tree somewhere. Yeah, or yeah. in a room with, like, a lot of windows. Yeah. And... Um these were built to combat tuberculosis and just other de- de- diseases because they knew that the air, you just know, like COVID, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And most people who worked in these um, buildings were people from St. Mary's oh, okay. that had, I guess, went to help her. So she started to get a lot of interest in her schools and hospitals, and she got a ton of donations from all over the world. And in the fifties and sixties, she was able to establish a leper colony, an orphanage, a nursing home, a family clinic, and um, mobile health clinics. That's when. What year is that? That was in the fifties and sixties.
0: Because I mean, this is way later. But isn't that like Princess Diana? Didn't isn't there? Wasn't there like photos of Princess Diana going to Calcutta to see? Mother Teresa and helping I think like he, I
1: think you're right I do think I can see those f- photos in my head yeah I yeah. feel like
0: I remember that
1: so at this point she's very well known and like receiving a ton of honors and awards for her charity work but with the fame came the haters and how do you is- hate a nun oh my god <laughs> what the heck There are many that believe that she had ulterior motives. So in a 1994 British documentary, so while she was alive.
0: Oh, the the paparazzi.
1: Well, no. (laughs) I'm just
0: kidding. I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) While she was alive, she wasn't very hated. But it was like after her death that people kind of were like, yeah, she wasn't so great, you know. What? Yeah, they won't
0: say it to her face. They wait till she's dead. Well, I think
1: when people started to realize, you know. You know, back in the day, it was like, oh, a priest or a nun, it was like you just respected them no matter what, even if they were like molesting kids or beating people.
0: That's true. Unfortunately, you know. Yeah. No, so, you're right.
1: I, and I think as time went on, people were like, wait a second. Let's really look at this. Was she yeah. that great? So and you'll see why. I'll, I, I'll tell you why. Okay. OK. okay. So. <laughs> OK. In a 1994 British documentary titled Hell's Angel, um, which highlighted some of Mother Teresa's flaws and brought to light what was really happening in these hospitals... One of the journalists that was interviewed for the documentary said that the photos of her hospitals looked like photos he had seen of Nazi concentration concentration camps. Really? Yeah. They were giving patients expired medications, um, sometimes no medication at all. Um, And it's not because they didn't have access to them. It's just they believed that they should suffer. It was God's will. And they they were poor. And that was kind of like that was your lot. Like that's what you got in life.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And they were washing needles, like, under the tap water and reusing them. Ah! <laughs> and a lot of patients actually got sicker in the hospitals.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Um, the volunteers weren't tra- trained. They, you know, I mean, she herself had six months of medical training. Right. Which right. Who knows what that means. And they were performing medical procedures and dealing with, like, highly contagious, life, life-threatening life illnesses. And the people running the charity refused to use up-to-date medical equipment. So the patients tended to suffer more because of that. They just refused for whatever reason. Yeah, Again, it was, it was God's will, you know. Another cur- concerning thing was um, in her hospital, in her hospice center's, Mother Teresa said that the patients only needed to feel wanted and die at peace with God. So basically, the she these poor people would come to her hospital or her hospice center to to die, and she wouldn't give them medication. She would just preach to them and oh. and try to be you know make sure that they've accepted God, so that when they die, they're going to heaven. And that was her way of you That's know so helping them, Ugh. which to her it was probably she thought she was maybe helping them. Yeah, I mean, but she probably
0: did. Yeah, I mean, she probably did thinking making sure, making sure they're going to heaven. That's all that really matters at this point because they're already kind of a going. Yeah,
1: right. But she wasn't like trying to make them comfortable or anything. She was letting them, you know, be um, die in pain. Real doctors started calling her <laughs> missions homes for the dying, since her Calcutta hospital for the sick had a mortality rate of more than forty percent. A hospital. <laughs> I know, but it was like, the hospital was for the dying. No, this that was a hospice. Center. Oh, okay. This is like the actual hospital. Oh, okay. Where she's supposed to be fixing people. Okay, because like it's a it's a hospital. <laughs> yeah. People are gonna die. But she wasn't phased, and she like really didn't think it was a bad thing. She responded to their criticism by saying, "There is something beautiful in seeing the poor accept their lot to suffer it like Christ's passion." the world gains so much from their suffering isn't that disgusting
0: that's so weird oh
1: my god i feel so cheated on right now i know <laughs> that's how i felt reading this i'm like i thought mother teresa was like amazing that's so weird i don't know i'm not going to be able to sleep tonight rose and when she started having health problems she was having like heart issues mhm she received care in a modern american hospital you know she like got pain medication and received proper care hmm. But the poor didn't deserve that in her eyes, which is... But she vowed to be poor. Right. Like, you should be in your own hospital. If it, You know what I mean? If you oh, think it's good that's... for these other people, you should be in your own hospital. Ugh. She was also called out for rubbing elbows with several wealthy and corrupt world leaders, including Haitian dictator Jean-Claude... Van Damme? Du- I know. that's. <laughs> I can't read that without thinking that. Duvalier. I don't know how to say that. Who was charged with crimes against humanity for his abuse of his fellow Haitians. Sixty minutes release footage that showed Mother Teresa praising his wife, Michelle. In the footage, Mother Teresa said that she had never seen the poor being so the poor people being so familiar with their head of state as they were with her. It was a beautiful lesson for me. So because the poor liked her, she thought she was, you know, amazing. Oh my God! Charles Keating, who was one of the key figures behind the 1980s Savings and Loan crisis, gave her 1.25 million. And when he went to trial um, for his for his
0: the, like the Savings and Loan scandal,
1: yeah, for his part in the scandal, uh-huh. there you go. I was having like a brain. <laughs> 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 um, she wrote the following to the judge. Did he hide his money in his hearth? <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> um, I do not know anything about Mr. Charles Keating's work or his business or the matters you are dealing with, she said. I only know that he has always been kind and generous to God's poor and always ready to help whenever there was a need. It is for this reason that I do not want to forget him now while he and his family are suffering. And so one of the prosecutors wrote back to Mother Teresa after Keating was convicted and pointed out to her that one of the people that he stole from was a poor carpenter. Oh and she never responded to him. Oh well what's she gonna say? I know. Yeah you're right. Or she probably already knew, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah it sounds like it
1: so many people donated to her charities throughout the years, but no one ever saw that money going toward anything in the facilities. Like it was they were still outdated. Where the hell was the money going? They don't know. They have no idea. It's not it like she never... lived a
0: lavish lifestyle or anything, right?
1: So I, I have no idea. I wonder if she's just giving it to the church. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me either. Unfortunately. And they never. They would like. They wouldn't buy like bread for the soup kitchen. They'd only serve it if somebody donated it.
0: Oh my god! And
1: there's a story about her um, at a grocery store once. And she ran up like an $800 tab and she refused to get out of line until somebody else paid for it. <laughs> now, I'm going to do that. Who knows if that's true, but. That's a good idea. Yeah. You
0: could do it like right at a holiday when everyone's in a hurry. I'm
1: not leaving. I'm not leaving until somebody <laughs> pays my bill. Yeah, wait till there's like a like a long, long line and everybody just wants to leave. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: a really good idea, actually. She's pretty smart. <laughs> I don't know. Nowadays, somebody just like haul up and beat the shit. Yeah, right. You'd probably get shot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Even if you were a nun. Yeah. A 1991 report in the German magazine Stern also estimated that only 7% of the millions of dollars she received were used for charity. But no one knows what the actual number of donations were. That's so bizarre. The guy who took over the... Missions from Mother Teresa said the donations were countless, and there was only one person with the actual number. God knows he is our banker, which means they were giving it to someone, or they were doing something with it.
0: They were just giving it right back to the Catholic Church. It does not
1: surprise yeah, me. Yeah, that doesn't surprise it me. It
0: was going to. Pre- no, I'm. I'll just stop Never mind. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> So obviously she was against abortion. That's not surprising. Yeah. Um, But when she gave her speech while accepting the Nobel Peace Prize in 1979, she spoke about the Bosnian women who had been raped by the Serbs. Serbs? Serbs? Serbs, yeah. Serbs. And who were seeking abortions for their unwanted pregnancies. And she said... I feel the greatest destroyer of peace today is abortion because it is a direct war, a direct killing, direct murder by the mother herself. About these people not wanting these babies because they were raped. raped. Well, no, that's... She doesn't understand what it's like. Right. Because she never had sex. all well, that we know. She also rallied against birth control, claiming that natural family planning would solve the woes of women who were not ready for a child.
0: It's like, you know, the mother who—sorry to interrupt you—but like, you know, the, the, the your friend that doesn't have kids trying to tell you how to raise your kids. Here's yeah, right. Here's the woman who's not having sex trying to tell you the best yeah. way to not get pregnant. Yeah.
1: Or, or like the— girl i used to work with who was like in her 40s and i'm sure still a virgin she used to um as she was leaving work to go to like school or whatever in the afternoon she would put on her anti-abortion t-shirt at work and be like oh i'm wearing my favorite shirt yeah that was disgusting oh it was like oh my gosh whatever she no longer a pack works of condoms at her <laughs> used ones <laughs> she promoted abstinence even when Um, Abstinence-only education had been proven ineffective. But again, she wasn't very controversial when she was alive. Um, That came more after her death. But many people wondered why the Catholic Church decided to make her a saint. Because even though she did help the poor and sick, she also made them suffer until they died because she saw it as God's will. So, You know, people were like, why was she a saint? What made her so great that she became a saint? You know what I mean? I don't know. Not a lot of people become saints, I'm assuming.
0: No, it's not easy to become a saint. I mean, they've asked me a hundred times. I (laughs) keep saying no. I'm like, no,
1: (laughs) not yet. God. The Pope
0: asks you. The Pope. He keeps calling me, sliding into my DMs and (laughs) shit.
1: That doesn't surprise me at all. The bishops—they're all like, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> they're induces Hey, what's going on? Yeah, yeah and I'm like, then oh, "Please come be a saint you, for us. Please leave me alone. I don't want to be a saint. Ugh. Maybe when I'm older. Yeah,
0: too young to be a saint."
1: <laughs> so she did actually do some work in the U.S. In 1971, she opened a house of charity, and in 85, she opened the Gift of Love, which was a home. That cared for people infected with HIV and AIDS.
0: That's probably when she. That was 1980 something. You said, yeah. That was probably when we saw her with Diana.
1: Yeah. Wouldn't you're you think? Right. Because that she was, in was the big. US, though.
0: I know, but she was big. Diana traveled all over. She was really big on helping AIDS patients. Oh,
1: well, you're probably right. So. And it's possible she had other like HIV/AIDS, yeah, hospitals somewhere else. You know.
0: Yeah, but she traveled all over, going to like AIDS, like being like at the time I mean everybody was terrified of AIDS but she right. would go sit by the bed and like hug and oh, I touch them that, and everyone yeah. was like oh, what is she doing and she was like you can't you know she was educated unlike most of the rest yeah, of right. the world so <laughs>
1: So she suffered from heart, lung, and kidney problems for many years and died on September 5th, 1997 at the age of 87. It's from all those cigarettes and beer. I know. In 2003, some of her private letters were published, and they showed that she was having issues with her faith for the last 50 years of her life.
0: Oh, my god! In one of her
1: letters, she wrote, Where is my faith? Even deep down right in there is nothing but emptiness and darkness. My God, how painful is this unknown pain? I have no faith. I dare not utter the words and thoughts that crowd in my heart and make me suffer untold agony.
0: Oh, that's so awful.
1: Isn't that crazy? For 50 years. So she was just like struggling. Right.
0: (sighs) I I just don't understand. I don't understand. Like, I definitely, I don't think, I have, I don't know. I could go on and on about the Catholic Church and the, you know, abstinence of priests and nuns. And I just think it's just like just a big Freaking dog and pony well, show. Well, and I, I, I bet it's... that's
1: why she struggled with it. Like I don't believe I'm not religious at all, and I don't. The reason is because I don't believe that if there was a God, I don't believe he would allow people to suffer like that. Why? Why? Right. Like the heart kids. Why would the why would these children be forced to suffer from birth? And, and then they, you know, go to another family and then they're still suffering yeah. and then they get murdered.
0: Like, yeah,
1: why? I mean, how? how is that OK? And then these other people are living these glorious lives. Like Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't I don't like I don't know. I go back and forth with the God thing, but I feel like it's there's so much. I feel like it's you think it's God's will no I, I <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> no but I feel like there's like a a higher power and however you however people take right, that it's yeah. up to them some people need a higher power to be like a person right right I think the higher power is like um I feel more about the higher power as being like um you know, thoughts and not thoughts and prayers, but thoughts and like positive thoughts and energy. Yeah, You know, like if you. Yeah, I'm
1: more of like that, too. Yeah. And so you think
0: like people go, oh, I'm praying for you. And then people are like, oh, my God, the, the prayers work. The prayers work. And I think it's the positive energy. I don't think it's necessarily prayers. Well, I don't
1: but, think it's the prayers that work. I think it's just that people are thinking like, like people It are, happened. Right. You know well, what, what I mean? I like the, you passed your test. But like you if studied. you were
0: if you were like, let's say your kid's kid sick and you're like praying like, Please make them better. They're going to be better. You know, God, I know you're going to make them better or whatever. And then your husband, right, is saying, I'm imagining them being better. I can see them being better. They're going to be OK. It's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. It's it's the mantra. It's yeah. the it's the putting it out in the, yeah, in the yeah, universe, yeah. the energy, the positivity. It, some people you ha- think that heals the child. No, I think the positivity. I think that look and that's I think that's when I think when the
1: people... doctors heal the child.
0: No, but I I, I mean I agree <laughs> with that, but I'm saying that I think that some people feel like that it's some people need that a higher being, right? Some people need that in their life. And so that's fine. I don't care. Oh, I, just, I don't care yeah. about. But I just yeah. think it's I think it's more of like a positive energy. I think that people that um like, have cancer and then they're all of a sudden, like, healed. I think it's more of, like, the positive energy that, that they are putting in their life instead of being like, oh, I feel so sorry for myself. You know, but I just think it's... I don't
1: believe that at all. I believe
0: that it's because they're taking chemo or, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they wouldn't be taking medicine. I'm saying, I'm, I'm not saying it's just, like, this miraculous thing. But I think the
1: positive energy... I think, yeah, like that you're putting into your I, own I guess, body or I guess your, your are saying. like you it's going to help you feel better right if you're being positive right and, and going posi- to make the situation better
0: it's like having it's like having a mantra or it's like like think about what you want to bring about so you imagine yourself um, my sister's big into this you imagine yourself where you want to be in your life and you keep imagining it and you like do a gratitude journal or you do like something like that and you imagine what you need in your life and what you want how you want to see it and it does come to fruition if you keep telling yourself that this is the way it's going to be. Not, I mean, you have to be realistic, though. You can't be like, I want to be a billionaire in three well, weeks. I was going to tell
1: you, I've been imagining myself on a beach for yeah. the last few
0: weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think it's about the positive energy you bring into your own life. Yeah, no,
1: I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. And it's I mean, it, being obviously,
0: medicine helps too. You can't just be like, we're not going to get a doctor. We're just going to all be positive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you can't do that. You still have to be. Like, I definitely think, like, in any situation, being positive is going to help. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think, like, you know, people saying, oh, my prayers, you know, pray for me. I'm going, you know, into surgery today. Oh, God save me. But there was a school shooting and 20 kids got shot. But he, you know, God was with me today, so he didn't save all these kids. Like, that kind of thing to me is like, okay,
0: no, that's weird. When people say stuff like that, God was with me, that's why he didn't save me. No, you're a weirdo. No. I just
1: think that people... But it's just the thought of like, okay, God is saving this one person, but he's not saving these other people. No, how, that's How not, do people reconcile that in their head? Like, No, I don't think that's the way it
0: works. I don't, I don't understand. You know, like, I think when we... Like, even for me, like, when the first time as a kid experiencing death, I think it was very much like, that was my first thought in my life of... How can there be a God if he lets
1: right, kids die. die? Yeah. Right? Like, right.
0: tragically. I, like, how does that happen? That's not – it's not okay. And so that that was my first question of God in my life. But Yeah. And so that yeah, it's just – I don't know. I can't – when people say, oh, pray for me. I'm having surgery. At one point in the day, I'll be like, so-and-so is going to do great in their surgery. Like, I'll just have a little thing in my head and I'll yeah, just say right. a little – yeah. And,
1: I mean – it didn't yeah. hurt.
0: Yeah. I mean, so anyway, I'm sorry. Tangent. Go ahead.
1: So anyway, that was the end of my story pretty much. Oh, OK. She's considered one of the greatest humanitarians of the 20th century. Wow. I feel like we need to
0: do a deeper dive into her or something. I
1: know. I wish I had more time, but I'm surprised that I got all that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like we need to do it like a deeper dive. Yeah.
1: I mean, they're, they're like I want to watch that documentary. and. and... Oh, yeah.
0: And it's like just like shitty british like paparazzi i mean like,
1: right yeah. i mean you know
0: it's like and, I, i've been watching but um, i've talked
1: to other people who don't listen to our podcast about it since i've been doing since i've been working on the story and other people knew like oh yeah she was controversial like
0: i never heard that i never that. knew that i never knew it either maybe because they'd seen the documentary or something
1: but it's just like you know now like missionaries are not good what do you mean missionaries like, like missionaries like people who go to africa and help the, oh. the kids and help people or whatever. what do you mean they're not
0: good i haven't heard this
1: Oh my god, Linda, you live in a <laughs> box. <laughs> Update. Yeah. <laughs> because missionaries are going over there to convert people. They're not going over there uh, to help. Uh, you know uh, what uh, I mean? Yeah. Like when my neighbor's kid goes to Africa to to help on on a mission trip. Uh-huh. Well, they're going to convert. They're not going to help anyone. Oh, I didn't know that. It's just like the white people coming over to and converting, you know, the Native Americans or oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, I know that
0: my church used to do stuff in Haiti when I was a kid. Um,
1: And I'm not saying that they don't do stuff that's helpful. Yeah, like like build schools and stuff. You know, the family across the street takes, like, van loads of stuff to, like, when there's, like, a tornado or something. Mm -hmm. So that's super helpful. But they're also going down. Like, I I don't think that's when they go down and preach. But when they're going on mission trips and stuff, they're going down to convert people.
0: Oh, well, that makes sense. I never thought about it.
1: I didn't care much, honestly. Yeah, missionaries are really bad. Oh my god. I'm not right. saying they don't do good, but but the whole the whole thing is not not great. All right, are you ready to take a break? I'm starving. No, Rose. I want to keep talking. Okay, well, you keep talking. <laughs> okay. I need some food. Let's for... go eat. Okay. All right, bye. bye guys. Hey, we're back. We're back. We're back.
0: So, oh we just god, got did a you little just snort. <laughs> <laughs> we just had a little din-din from... Fabio's. Oh, we had an appetizer. We yeah. had our we had our first course. <laughs> I'd say it's fancy, but we ate out of plastic with our fingers. <laughs> so we were at Fabio's. We got Fabio's. And I'm telling you guys, we have to totally take a picture. So we got like their fried zucchini, which... I just needed Rose said, what do you want tonight? And I'm like, I want like pizza or something. I want some comfort food. I just have had, I don't even, I didn't talk about this earlier. I just feel like I've had a week where I've been off by a notch. Like I feel like, like the planets, my planets are not aligned this week. No, they
1: are not. She dumped like half my drink on the table. I I did not. It was just soda water. She drank the. It was just soda soda water. water. Yeah. I'm sorry. Dumped the soda water. She's like dumping it in my glass and then starts going off and just dumps it all over the that's, table. But
0: that's how my whole week has been so far. So it's going to change not today. Not the mic
1: down like five times.
0: Because, yeah, I have not. <laughs> because it's going to change today. But when I leave here, it's going to be all fine because I'm going to. But she has positive
1: thoughts. <laughs> I'm having positive thoughts.
0: And John's going to be at my house and he gives me snuggles and he makes me feel better. Well, so.
1: what about Penelope.
0: Well, Penelope's not too. She <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, so Fabio's, if you guys have not been there, wait till you see. We're going to post a picture um, today. Oh God, of our
1: massive Calzone. the Calzone.
0: Lowe's, uh, Lowe's. Lowe's was like, <laughs> Rose was like, um, what size Calzone?
1: Calzone? God.
0: What size Calzone should I get? And I was like, do they have sizes? She was like, yeah. And she was like, well, I'll get a large since we're going to split it. I was like, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that the lady at the like you drive up and they bring it out to you and she gave me a pizza box and I was like oh no I'm sorry I ordered a calzone. She was yeah this is a calzone. It, <laughs> it is looked like a large pizza. It's like a
0: I, I can almost guarantee it's a large pizza dough that they roll out oh, into yeah, a calzone and their large like, pizza is 18 inches there. Yeah. It's not your large like a Domino's it's like 16 inches. It is, the, it is hysterical. So I'll show it to you. I'll take a picture and we'll post that tonight and tag Fabio's in it because it looks delicious. So I'm going to go really fast and talk like this so I get, blah, 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 so we can eat fast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, hurry up. <laughs> so
0: today I'm going to tell you about Judy Bueno Ano. Judy Bueno Ano. Judy Bueno Ano. Judy,
1: Judy Good Ano.
0: So but she was born in Texas as Judas... Welty. On April 4th, 1943, she was the third of four siblings. When she was four years old, her mother died, forcing her to live, forcing her and her younger brother to go live with her grandparents because the dad couldn't take, they were just too little. Um, So he couldn't take care of them. What year is this? Um, So she was born in 43. So four years later... So dads couldn't 48. take care
1: of kids back then. No,
0: absolutely not. She was passed among a few of the relatives. She and her brother were passed among a few of the relatives and then they ended up going to a few orphan uh, not orphanages, um foster homes. Sorry, I got distracted. My necklace just got caught in my sweater. So anyway, so she and her brother have passed along a few relatives and occasionally had to live with foster families, which we all know is not always the greatest thing. Poor kids. Right. Judy claimed that she was sexually and physically abused at many of these homes. I don't
1: don't think this is going to be a good story, I know
0: It's kind of (laughs) sad. After her father remarried, Judy and her brother Robert moved to to New Mexico to live with he and his new wife. She claimed that she was also also sexually and physically abused at her father's home. Oh, no. I know. Stating that her father and stepmother abused and starved her. forcing her her to work as their slave, which when I was younger, my parents, we had tons of chores. And I used to be like, oh, my God, you just had us to be our slave. I remember saying that all the time as a kid. Oh, my God.
1: My kids are the freaking worst. (laughs) And your kids don't even do that much, do they? Joseph, he doesn't do it anymore. My kids don't do anything. Like, that's the problem, I guess. But- um, Joseph, when he was little, he'd be like, or and Charlotte does it now. Why do I have to do everything? Oh yeah, like I just asked you to pick your shirt up that you just threw on the floor. <laughs> my kids,
0: my kids always had chores. Like on Saturday morning, everybody had chores and yeah, they had to have them done I know. by noon. I and need to do
1: that with my kids. But. The
0: youngest always had to empty the waste baskets because that's the easiest to do. And I that's mean, it's what, just
1: you know, I should I just, should do that. You know what, New Year resolution.
0: Well, and the thing is too. So here's a positive note on that everybody so when caitlin went to college so when they were like 12 or 13 i made them start doing their own laundry
1: yeah joseph's been doing that since yeah about
0: and when caitlin went to college nobody knew how to do their own laundry they had like That's workshops crazy. in the <laughs> laundry room of the dorms to teach kids how to do laundry oh my god well caitlin never done laundry well actually i should not say that Every once in a while, I would want to like, I'd go through like a OCD thing and I'd want to like wash everything in the house. So we go to the laundromat and make the kids go with me. So she did know how to use the coin machines, but not that well. Um, so I did go down there and kind of show her how to use them, but she knew how to sort her laundry and yeah, how to, right. she knew yeah. how to wash it otherwise. But I just showed her how to use a pay machine. Um, also, when she went to college, like she, a lot of her roommates that she had throughout college, like didn't know how to use, like weren't like had didn't know how to clean a bathroom. Like they just like, oh, like never yeah. they never had to do chores and stuff, and I was like, "That's not clean." Here's a YouTube video on what a clean bathroom looks like. <laughs> that's, <laughs>
1: that's so <a> funny. So <laughs> Joseph, Joseph does do chores. He does our bathroom. He cleans our bathrooms. No, but it teaches them. Like after
0: hearing Caitlin, you know, say like she had roommates and stuff that like some of her roommates did not know how to clean a bathroom. Like they never learned. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's I was crazy. like,
0: what? I just think it's an injustice to teach our to like to not teach our kids I know. those things.
1: It's really hard, I think, and I think probably a lot of parents have this feeling because i'm like a clean freak and so are you but, yeah um i feel like like i want to dust the house and i'm like okay i could have one of the kids do it but they're gonna do a shitty job and you're gonna have to do it anyway <laughs>
0: yeah. so you, but it's more it's but honestly more work with to, yeah with
1: joseph when he was growing up i was like okay um i'm gonna put in the work so that he'll eventually get better at it yeah but with now i have three i'm just like i, I just fucking do it myself yeah
0: <laughs> well that's the thing it's it's an I don't. It's it's more work to get your kids to do it because you have to go back and make them yeah, do it again and fight the with them over it yep. all the time. Yeah, it's a lot of work. But I'm telling you, when yes. Caitlin told me that, I was like, okay. I mean, yeah. not all of her roommates, said, obviously, like, but
1: I was like painting the fucking kitchen at 12 years oh, old. Oh my god,
0: that's so funny. I Remember your mom gave you oil? based My mom gave me
1: oil-based paint, paint. paid me forty dollars to paint the kitchen, didn't tell me it was oil-based or what oil-based paint was or what that was that it didn't come off your hands yeah, or anything so I got you it got, it got everywhere. On. And then I was like dumping, um, what is it, mineral?
0: the mineral spirits or yeah, whatever all over like turpentine the
1: oh my god i mean i i can't even oh
0: my god could you imagine the Kitchen looked like shit <laughs> could you imagine giving joseph a can of oil-based paint be like here paint the house yeah. <laughs> like i mean joseph's even like a pretty conscious 16. kid but that's like i don't even like to paint with oil-based paint and i was
1: painting the kitchen
0: oh my god You're... i mean
1: it's hard enough for me to paint a kitchen now Oh, my God. There's so much cutting and in the kitchen. it like was, purple. Oh, no. Yeah. Gross. I know. It was awful. Oh, my God. It was horrible. Oh, my God. Don't okay. do that to your kids. Okay. So here we go. Mommy shouldn't have done that. Yeah.
0: There you go. Gloria. Gloria. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so at the
0: age of 14, we're talking <laughs> We're talking about Judy uh, bueno Oh, no. oh, that's right. Okay, just <laughs> want to make sure everyone knows. So we went a little sidetrack. So, at the age of fourteen, she was sent to prison for two months after attacking her father, stepmother, and two stepbrothers. So it says prison, but I'm like a detention yeah, that's center. A, I, that's I, I, so rough
1: for a fourteen. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but anyway, your nails look very pretty.
0: Oh, thanks. I got my toes are red and my my oh, fingers so are green. Aren't they cute? I thought I'd do something fun. So after she got out of prison, she chose to attend a reforms a reform school and. Uh, after graduating in 1960, she became a nursing assistant. Oh, good for her! She was 17 at the time, I and then she became assistant. pregnant. She gave she gave birth to her illegitimate son, Michael.
1: Oh,
0: in 1962. Legitimate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in ni- Yeah. <laughs> we have both Sorry. have one. Yeah. Now I'm interrupting you. A little. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> in 1962, she married Air Force Officer James Goodyear. They married an... They married in less than a year after meeting. And a few few oh my gosh what is wrong with me? <laughs> and a few years later, the family welcomed two more children, James and Kimberly. The couple lived in Orlando, where they raised their son and daughter and Michael, who James had adopted at this point. Aww. Sound familiar? Um, the reason they moved to Orlando was because the husband, James, was reassigned to a Strategic Air Command base at McCoy Air Force Base, which is now the Orlando International Airport.
1: Oh, that's cool. just
0: in case you're wondering. I he was. also spent about a year in Vietnam and came home in 1971. A few months after James returned home from Vietnam, he suffered from mysterious symptoms and was admitted into the hospital. Oh boy, I
1: know where this is going. And James died of
0: <laughs> natural causes. Shortly after his tragic death, Judy collected $28,000 in life insurance and about $64,000 in veteran administrative benefits. Be- veteran administration benefits. I'm telling you, the guys. That's
1: probably a ton of money to them, too, right?
0: You'd think, yeah. Um, later that same year, Judy's house caught on fire and she collected additional insurance money. Hmm. Mysteriously. Yeah. Bueno ano. You know, what? <laughs> bueno on Judy decided <laughs> to move to Pensacola, Florida, and it was there that she began a relationship with another man named Bobby Morris in 1972. She began dating Bobby, Joe Morris, and when he moved to Colorado in 1977, she packed her kids up and she followed him there.
1: At least she took her kids. Yeah, she did take her kids.
0: Just a few months later in 1978... Bobby Joe suffered from mysterious symptoms and was admitted to the hospital. He was released from the hospital only to collapse at home. When he was admitted to the hospital again, he died two days later. Oh, She was at that point his common law wife, and she quietly collected three separate life insurance, insurance policies she took out on him.
1: So he probably didn't want to marry her, and she was like, "Well, I'm going to kill you anyway." Yeah, so well, she, she's like, "I'm going to get life I'll insurance, get life insurance yeah. anyway. Yeah. It doesn't
0: matter." Yeah. She then returned to Pensacola, Florida. It was about this time when she changed her last. That's when she changed her last name to Buenoano. Buenoano. Bueno Is that one
1: name?
0: Ano, Yeah. It's like it's. It was hard to say. I had to look it up. Bueno. Ano. It's Bueno Ano. That's right. Bueno Ano? Bueno Ano. Okay. Now I got to out, find out where the hell it was. <laughs> okay. Oh, so then she, that's when she changed her name to Bueno Ano, which is a, a grammatically incorrect Spanish tra- translation of Goodyear.
1: <laughs> that's
0: funny. <laughs> like Good
1: Year, like a good year? Or like Goodyear the tire. Or no,
0: her first <laughs> husband's last name was Goodyear.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. But
0: I I thought it when I first read that's it as really like weird. a good year. I've had a good year. But she... Why didn't she just do Goodyear? Why didn't she leave it as Goodyear? She decided to change it to a Spanish name. Who the hell knows? But it's incorrect. It's grammatically incorrect, but that's the loose translation. So a few years later, Judy's son, Michael, joined the U.S. Army and was stationed in Fort Benning, Georgia. On his way to Georgia, he stopped to visit Judy at her home in Florida. Oh,
1: God, he's going to die.
0: Shortly (laughs) after he arrived for duty at Fort Benning, he began to show symptoms of poisoning. Doctors found high levels of arsenic in his blood. (gasps) Yeah. A few weeks later, Michael's muscles in his arms and legs had atrophied to the point that he could not use his hands and required metal braces on his legs to walk. He was discharged from the army and returned to his mother's home in Florida.
1: Oh, no. Poor guy. I
0: know. In May of 1980, Judy took her sons, Michael and James, out on a canoe in Florida's East River. The canoe somehow tipped over and James and Judy were able to swim to shore. However, Michael, who was weighed down by all the heavy metal braces and he was (gasps) paraplegic, drowned. She killed her son. Well, she tried to
1: kill him once and he didn't die. True story. That's fucked up.
0: Initially, his death was ruled an accident, accidental drowning. And yet again, Bueno Ano quietly collected $20,000 from her son's military life insurance policy. Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: She is a fucking piece of work. Following Michael's death, Judy opened her own beauty salon. She's like, oh, I got 20 grand. I'm going to open a beauty salon. Um, In 1993, she began dating John John Gentry, a businessman from Florida. Bye, John. (laughs) Nice knowing you, John. The couple got engaged, and in in October of 1982, Judy got him to agree to take out life insurance policies on each other. In the event of Gentry's death, Judy would receive $500,000. Oh, wow. So far, Judy had killed— He's going down
1: quickly. (laughs) Yeah. So
0: far, Judy had killed stealthily. like She was very discreet about it. Feeding her lovers arsenic and drowning her son in a secluded area. But the next time she tried to kill, she used a method that was far less covert and attracted the attention of the authorities.
1: Because she got sloppy because she was excited about the $500. Yeah, 000. she's like,
0: give me that $500, I guess. Um. Anyway, um, Judy convinced John to take some special vitamin C capsules. The vitamins, quote unquote, contained arsenic and para, para- formaldehyde John did not feel better from the vitamins. Instead, <laughs> it, imagine that. Instead, in December of 1982, he became very sick and was hospitalized. While he was in the hospital, he didn't have his vitamins with him, and strangely, he felt better.
1: Huh. How weird!
0: Ha- however, he never suspected that Judy had been poisoning him. She had told him, "She's like, I got these great vitamins for you. They're vitamin C. Everybody needs a lot of vitamin C." And she was like, "Getting yeah. him a take it." And she's, she, yeah,
1: it's so weird how people like that. Like, did her was she was she nice to him otherwise? Like. <laughs> Well, he asked her
0: to marry him. So I, know, I guess but you, you would think like she was maybe a rock star in the bedroom. I don't know.
1: God, like somebody like that would be somewhat mean or like not somebody you'd want to be around. She was
0: a good actress, I guess. I guess so. right? I mean, in 1983, John was on his way to a liquor store when his car mysteriously exploded.
1: <gasps> She's like, God damn it.
0: <laughs> I'm going to kill this motherfucker. It's the last thing I do. During his recovery, police began to find several discrepancies in Judy's background. During further investigation, the police discovered that Judy had been giving Gentry pills, which contained arsenic.
1: So why is it that I always feel bad when they're, like, about to get caught? Like, the bad guy, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, I know, right?
0: In November of 1982, Judy had begun telling her friends that her husband was suffering from a terminal illness. (sighs) She's trying to cover for it. This raised suspicions and led the authorities to exhume the body of her son, Michael. Her first husband, James Goodyear... And her ex-boyfriend, Bobby Joe Morris. So they exhumed all their bodies. Oh, wow. Strangely, both Goodyear and Morris were believed to have died from heart attacks, according to their doctors. Judy just went one murder too far, said Pensacola detective.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she would have gotten away with it.
0: He said Pensacola detective Ted Chamberlain. If she'd just let that boy- last boyfriend alone, she probably could have walked away from the other murders. But
1: that was the big ticket.
0: Yeah, it was the big ticket. It's so
1: what she'd been preparing for all yeah, her life. Yeah,
0: she's been saving, um, <laughs> killing all her life just for that. Yeah. It was determined that each man had been a victim of arsenic poisoning. Until the car bombing, Judy had not been investigated or even under any suspicion for any of the deaths. Wow. She was she was slick. She was a smooth operator. <laughs> <laughs> In 1984, Judy was convicted for the murders of Michael, the attempted murder of Gentry. In 1985, she was convicted of murder of the murder of James Goodyear, that was her first husband. She received a 12-year sentence for the Gentry case, a life sentence for the, for her son's murder, and a death sentence for James Goodyear. So she was convicted of I all you them. Said
1: Twelve years for James Goodyear?
0: No, a 12-year sentence for Gentry, the second husband. Or the second boyfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there was Goodyear. Um, and there was Goodyear that he was the third. Gentry was. So it was Goodyear. Then it was the um, Mike uh, the the Bobby. Um, the Bobby person, and then it was Gentry. Who's Gentry? Oh my God, Gentry is the last one. The five hundred thousand dollar policy.
1: Oh, okay. Um, additionally,
0: she was convicted of several counts of grand theft for insurance fraud. And multiple acts of arson as means to gain insurance money. So I guess may, I wonder if she burned down her like salon or something.
1: I'm sure she did. She probably bought it just for that.
0: Good call, Rose. You think just like a criminal. I do. While authorities also believe that she was responsible for the deaths of Morris, Colorado prosecutors decide not to formally file murder charges since it was already given. She was already given the death sentence for floor in Florida in 1985. So the last. Yeah, one. Yeah, right. There's no point. Yeah. She was suspected of several other deaths including a 1974 murder in Alabama and the 1980 death 1980 death of her boyfriend Gerald Dossett. That was another boyfriend. Oh wow. Her involvement in these deaths was never proved and by the time she was suspected she was already on Florida's death row. So they're just like there's no sense yeah, in it. Yeah, right. But honestly, she probably did it. If I was in if I was a relative, I would want her tried. Yeah. Just so I knew, you know, like I knew. Right. So Judy's crimes had spanned for over 12 years. She was incarcerated in the Florida Department of Corrections in the Boward the Correctional Institution Death Row for Women. Though Judy attempted to appeal, all of her claims were ultimately rejected.
1: can't imagine why, girl. <laughs> Every person you date dies of arsenic poisoning. Yeah, and what? your son. I wonder why that son. Oh, I guess he was old enough to get a life insurance policy. Yeah, because he was in the military. Room. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was just waiting until the other ones got older. Yeah. On
0: March 30th, 1998, at the age of 54, Judy was executed in the electric chair at the Florida State Prison at 7.13 a.m. Her last meal. I know you like to hear this. Consisted of what is wrong with these people? Broccoli, asparagus, strawberries and hot tea.
1: What the hell? That's like the worst last meal ever. Uh, it's awful. very I am not eating a
0: vegetable. No. On
1: my, my death. The only vegetable I eat is
0: potatoes with a <laughs> lot of cheese on them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you're not going to gain weight no matter what you eat. I would eat everything. I know, and I'd have I like, would have like three page list. <laughs> oh, my God. It would be like every kind of ice cream. And then I'd have like a milkshake with like a piece of cake on top of it. One of those fancy <laughs> milkshakes. <laughs> oh, my God. When asked if she had any last words, Judy said, no, sir. Her body was cremated after her execution. Her callous indifference in court led Pensacola prosecutor Russell Edgar to give her an ominous nickname. He said he was quoted as saying, she's like a black widow. She feeds off her mates and her young. Her motive was her motive was believed to be greed. She collected a reported two hundred and forty thousand dollars insurance money. Although she never admitted to any of the killings. She never admitted to any of them. Oh, really? After each death, Judy quietly collected thousands of dollars and used the cash to start a salon, buy fancy jewelry and purchase a new car. She was living the high life in Florida and no one sus- suspected a thing. Today, um, Judy's remains lar- Judy remains largely forgotten in comparison to more prolific serial killers. And yet her case still stands out because of the disturbing greed behind the murders. Yeah, she up. also made history. She was the first woman woman executed in Florida since 1848 in over 100 years. Wow! And the third executed, the first third woman woman. Why do I keep saying women? The third went, woman <laughs> executed in the United States since the reinstatement of the death penalty in 1976. Oh,
1: wow! That's crazy. She was what crazy, a crazy, Rose. Bitch.
0: She was Rose. She was a little crazy.
1: It's so sad because all these, like you just know, these people who are like have these traumatic childhoods. They're just it's, nine times out of ten they're gonna grow up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and 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 be a mess. Well, I don't say nine times out of ten, but no, it's so awful. The well, people she, who are awful have had traumatic childhoods well, for and, the most part.
0: You know, and it's like the deaths, the the um the death sentence, the um the foster homes. You know, back then I don't, you know, I mean they're definitely better now than they used to be, yeah, right. but there's still people that do it oh, just yeah, for the money. Yeah, and I just, it's like. The kids aren't treated well and they're like crowded into a house oh, and yeah. i mean back then it was much worse than it is now but it's just so freaking sad I know, the whole you know because these so are sad. kids that are bounced around because their parents basically don't want them or aren't fit to keep them right. and then they put in these houses where they're treated like shit and abused i mean I know, it's, it's very sad. terrible absolutely terrible Whew, my god oh, maybe shit. my childhood wasn't so bad <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I had a good childhood. perspective. I did. So make sure you like. Love. Love. Share. Share. Review. Share. (laughs) Share. Yeah. Please, you
0: guys, share with your friends. Just let just like I challenge all of you to tell to share our podcast with one friend this week or foe and then this just this week this episode share it with one friend i challenge you and then you can go on and send us messages you can slide in our dms that helps me all the time yeah. um and we're on on instagram at no ordinary women pod and the same in facebook no ordinary women pod and on twitter no ord o r d women pod and on the tiktok we're no
1: ordinary women pod do we have any tiktok Posts or whatever you call them on TikTok,
0: we do. I tagged you in them, Rose. You didn't share them, I guess.
1: I don't go on TikTok, so how did you tag me?
0: Uh, Because you have a TikTok account. Oh, do I? You
1: do. (laughs) Oh my god,
0: I didn't know that either. Holy shit! If it's not you, I'm just sharing with some (laughs) random person. Oh
1: my god. I don't know if I have an account. I think you do. I think I have the app, so I must have an account, right? Oh my god, I hope so. (laughs) Otherwise, this person is like, "Why does she keep sending me these (laughs) posts?" (laughs) <laughs> I'll check. Oh,
0: okay. Well. All right. Well, thanks, you guys. I hope everybody has. Is this one going? This one coming out? This is coming out on the twenty second. Okay. So you so guys right right have a merry Christmas. Have a merry Christmas and, and we'll happy Hanukkah, the... you guys. When did Hanukkah start? Didn't it? It starts on the eighteenth. On oh, the eighteenth. So that's yeah, yeah a couple days. Happy Hanukkah. It's Merry Sunday. Christmas. And if you, whatever you celebrate, happy holidays to
1: you. And happy new year. And happy new year. We'll see you after the new year. Oh, yeah, we The will. next episode won't come out until after the new after year. After the new year. Okay. We'll happy new year. new year. All right. Happy new year. Bye. Bye. Bye.